What up, what up, what up? Hey, everybody. I hope you're doing well. Hey, I just want to let you know, I know everybody can't always support and donate uh, to the podcast, but hey, if you can do a one-time donation, I put up a buy me a coffee uh, link in this description of the podcast. So if you go to the description of the podcast, it'll be at the bottom, and you can just uh, go to that link and you buy me a cup of coffee, or two if you want. And uh, that would just help support the show, and uh, I can... I can wake up a little bit more and bring you more info so thanks for listening to the podcast if you can donate that would be much appreciated and let's get on to the show what up what up what up welcome back to lockdown universe some of the bizarre peculiar and unheard of stories of ufo legend and paranormal lore welcome back welcome back happy to be back hopefully you guys are doing Excellent at taking care of yourselves. So today, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, Michael Jaco, uh, who is part of the Secret Space Program, has gone to Venus, has met with the Venusians, experienced Venus and its many, many wonderful attributes, including the love vibrations that surround the entire planet and are within the plant life and the structural life of the entire ecosystem. So let's talk about Michael Jaco and some of his revelations. Um, it's not just all peace and love and everything else like that. It's, it's more. So let's get into it. So Michael Jaco, uh, was a guest on, uh, one of the guy programs, uh, was interviewed by Emory Smith. And he's got books out, and he's got a whole web page, you know, dedicated to, you know, living a life of tranquility. And um, he's got products that he sells and all that kind of stuff, just like, you know, everybody needs to make money. Um, so I'm not holding that against him at all. I'm just saying that's kind of smart. But the thing about Michael is he talks about Venus and how he met the Venusians. And that planet was very, very loving. You know, it's interesting because he talks about the fact that scientists say that we're not able to live on Venus, that it's basically like a, an ice planet, you know, or an uninhabitable planet. But he said it's definitely habitable. The people that live there are about seven to nine feet tall. They are primarily pale, pale skinned, um, like an ashen white. Um, he said there, there are some different, um, different skin tones there as well, but the primary dominance is... Uh, like more of an ashen white, seven to nine feet tall, and that the entire planet gives off a loving vibration. He said this loving vibration can be felt throughout the plant life, throughout the water, throughout the ecosystem, throughout the sky, throughout the entire planet. <clears throat> this is very interesting to me because I have to say that We've talked about this on many different podcasts, the, the, the Schumann frequency, right? The Schumann frequency is typically uh, known as the frequency with which each planet vibrates. Earth has a certain Schumann frequency, and other planets also have this. Once you leave the planet, you feel this different vibration, and you're, you, you start to get the vibrations of whatever galactic um, body that you're next to, whatever celestial body that you're next to. So if you go to Venus, you're going to feel whatever Venus has. It has its own gravity. It has its own 
powers, uh, natural powers, and some of those natural frequencies may be of a more loving vibration. It could be from the planet itself, or it could be because their society has spiritually developed into a better cognizant species, um, you know, more loving species. So we have this very interesting dynamic within this ecosystem. He states that he was able to feel the different, different entities of this world engage with him. And what's really interesting is there's so many contrasts and comparisons with what people say when they go to heaven, that they say that they feel this unending love vibration, this, you know, unconditional love, uh, this warmth, this peace that they've never felt before. And all these, you know, adjectives and statements have been mirrored by what Michael states he felt at Venus. So isn't it interesting that, I mean, could, could Venus, you know, be closer to the a next level of dimension or heaven um, or an ascension, right? Could it be that it's farther away from the sun, so it's more, you know, it's it's more of a peaceable planet? Maybe the sun's energy has has you know a lot of you know bombardment of you know radiation, and that Earth itself could be you know experiencing some of these problems from from being so close to the sun. They say, oh, we're in the we're in the the prime prime zone for living and all that jazz. Well, guys, I hate to tell you, NASA lies all the time. Okay, so they're probably lying to us about that too. Um, I don't think there's any reason a species couldn't live on another planet if they were able to either a create it, it terraform it to live there, or that it just naturally happens. So he also stated that it was interesting because. He's visited other planets as well, um, in the Arcturian system, as well as um, in the Boots system. Um, so, like the Greys, right? The Zeta Reticulans. So, he states that in each of these planets, there lives only these species. For example, he states that, you know, in Arcturus, it's only Arcturians that live on that planet. It's not Arcturians and and boot system and you know uh, Venusians that live there. It primarily each planet has their own species that's a dominant you know humanoid species that lives there. He says that Earth is very unique in that it has multiple species that have blended their their DNA to create what humanity is. So what I also found fascinating was that statement, because when you talk about that, you talk about the fact <laughs> that humanity has so much animosity with each other, right? We have animosity with political ideas, racial ideas. We have political, you know, um, socioeconomical com combatments. We have just battles with each other on so many different levels. And we have different genetics too, right? Uh, people who are blue-eyed, you know, scientifically proven, you know, have certain predispositions to um, to addictions, to painkillers, and things like that. Uh, certain people are able to survive drinking like mad, like Ozzy Osbourne. He has a certain genetic uh, code they found out that allows him to drink like crazy uh, and still survive. We have uh, 
African Americans who get sickle cell anemia, they're, and they're the only ones. We have redheaded people who uh, only they require more pain medication um, and anesthesia during operations. Isn't it interesting that that we are one species, but there's so many differences in our genetic code? It almost makes you wonder, you know, if some of that do, it, it bombards each other. You know, for example, if we all if we all grew up here from from Earth, just like what like they say we do, walking out of the water from being a fish to becoming um, a humanoid, you know, and then eventually to to what we are now, what Homo Homo sapien, um, the double Homo sapien. Um, isn't it interesting that it might be because we have all these genetic farmer races messing with our DNA that we could be fighting each other just because of the DNA factor. It's kind of interesting. I want to go back to what Michael said about the planet. He could feel the water talking to him. He could feel the water in its loving vibration engaging with him. He could engage with each blade of grass, each tree, which were very similar to earth trees. He said he, there was pine trees, there were maple trees, there were um, evergreen <laughs> trees, all within the ecosystem of Venu Venus. I was going to say Venusians. Um, but that the species also did not fight amongst their, their people. There was no war. There wasn't a cash-based system. Um, it was more of a barter system. I'll do this for you. You do that for me. Um, and that the planet overall, the Schumann frequency was peaceable. I feel that Earth's vibration feels feels negative. You know, and I don't mean like overall negative. I just mean that you know, there's more, it feels like there's a lot more negativity or a push towards negativity than there is peace. Um, and this is identified and exampled by, um, comment sections, right? In, in social media, if you promote a positive post, I guarantee you, you're not going to get that many comments. It, and this has been proven, this has been talked about by scientists, but if you make an, you know, a, a negative post or a controversial post, you're going to get a whole bunch of comments. So people are pushed to, to being defensive, to defending their mentality because they feel secure in their mentality. They know what their mentality has and what, what their life has proven to them. We haven't quite evolved to the point where we can be accepting of, of life objectively. And life objectively would be much different than seeing life through our eyes, through our own goggles of perception. Um, so I think that once we ascend, like the Venusians did, we would be able to to take life as it is versus seeing it through an egotistical perspective. Um, Jaco stated that the Venusians are very high level um, of, of, of willingness to assist Earth they're willing to help us uh, ascend um, to fight back the forces of some of the Draco reptilians. Jaco also stated he engaged with Draco reptilians. He stated that, generally speaking, you know, there was a lot of bad ones, and they were the cause of a lot of the negative energy here, um, mostly because of the feeding uh, that they do off of you know the negative energy that we have. However, he stated that there's 
some Draco reptilians that are actually fighting against these bad bad Draco reptilians, and um, they're pushing them out of our existence. They're they're allowing them to to fight back, um, and I I I hope. <laughs> I hope that humanity, the the leaders of our society, are are aligning themselves with the good ones, not necessarily the bad ones. Um, but it's kind of like the bully in the bully yard, right? In, in the in the schoolyard, you know, it's like, how do you fight a bully? You got to punch him in the nose. But you know, then you got to be able to to back up that punch, you know, and fight back again. Um, so there's some challenges. There's some challenges. Um, but I love this story um, about Venus with Michael, mostly because the story revolves around how beautiful the planet is and how in line with the vibrations of peace that surround the planet. And it really makes me think about how Earth could become similar to Venus. Um, what would it take to get there, right? What would it require from us to get there. He states that he received consciousness training on Venus. Um, he actually went through a regression with a hyp hypnotherapist and talked about his past missions there. He was actually trained on, on elevating his consciousness towards a more loving vibration um, to be able to f fight off some of these negative entities. And in future podcast where I'm going to do I'm going to do another video podcast. I'm just doing an audio podcast today real quick because I, I can't uh it's it's like 100 million degrees where I'm at today. So it's, <laughs> it's it's not opportunity a good opportunity for me to to go out into the lab. But um I'm going to do a, a video podcast about the um the pictures that are within the first Earth Battalion. It was written by Jim uh, Chenin, and he shows different pictures of how the the loving vibration could have been used in the military. And he wrote a whole manual about it, and it's it's printed. So I want to I want to go through it with you guys and kind of talk about it because I think it's interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm aware that love isn't always going to win every battle, but I think it 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 bears some interest to just take a look and see what Jim put three or four years of his life into to create to see if it's worth reviewing and if, if nothing else to help us maybe reduce some of our stress and gather our mentality to be ready for not just what humanity has in, in store for us which is a challenge in and of itself but that if if eventually we do encounter these aliens that we're able to be mental health ninjas we're able to be masters of our mind and maybe that manual might be able to give us some insight into it so i'm going to take a look at that i'm going to bring it to you guys and uh, I, I think it's going to be fairly interesting i think you'll enjoy it so with that i'm going to let you guys go i hope you enjoyed the podcast just to give you a little nibble into uh, the next po podcast and um and we might talk a little bit more about jacob but for now i'm going to wrap that up. There's not a whole lot of episodes they did on him. There's only about four. Um, but I'll wrap it up there. Again, guys, take care of yourselves mentally, spiritually, and physically. Wrap yourself in the white light. Take care of your mental health. Go out for a walk. Get exercise. Um, 
get get some sun while it's still summer up here in the northern hemisphere. Um, take care of your friends, family, and loved ones. Follow through on your hobbies and your goals and your dreams. Maybe you want to make a podcast. Maybe you want to listen to more podcasts. Maybe you want to paint, draw, whatever that is. Do Take more time for yourself. I think that's really important. Don't work yourself to death. It's important to get your own time as well um, for you. Peace for you and, and, and tranquility. Uh, and as always, continue to question the universe around you. Until next time, guys, take care. Lockdown Universe out.